Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Romanian Football Hub. This is Philippe with uh, Horia. Hello. And Serge. Hey. So uh, today we're going to be focusing on mainly uh, the under-21 Euros coming up, as well as the World Cup qualifiers. So uh, to begin, what do you guys think about the squad that Mutu called up? Um, well, obviously, you kind of like have to, you, you cannot compare it to the one that did bits in Italy two years ago. And you can, you can't also note, you can also notice the, not the regress, but like there's a big difference in squads. Um, I think obviously the, the focus has been shifted to the, to the, to the actual national team because we had some close calls between players that were good enough for the national team, but were eligible for the Euros. You know, we had Coleman, Haji, uh, Man, Mihaila, all players that have featured in the qualifiers for the under-21s, but moved to, to, you know, to the senior national team for the qualifiers. Um, generally, it's, it's a squad mostly formed from players from, that play in Romania. We also have some players that obviously play abroad, but it's mostly uh, formed from players that play, in, that play the trade in Liga 3. So it's going to be a test to see how good our league actually is compared to the others. I'm really looking forward to that, honestly, because I'm I really because you know the narrative has always been that we are very behind in terms of talent and quality. So I'm really looking forward to see how how well we do actually. Uh, Serge, what do you what do you, what do you think? Yeah, Most I agree fun. mostly. Uh, pretty much every everything you said. I think. Uh, it's also unfortunate that we're going to miss two other players, uh, Virgil, Virgil Gitsa, who had an operation recently, and Tudor Boluza at Dinamo Kiev. He's also out injured. I saw he's going to be out for yeah. two more months. So mm-hmm. they, they would have helped us tremendously. And it, it will be a mostly a inter, it's mostly an, a league, Liga and the uh, players. And I was actually like just looking at the experience of the players and a lot of them, due to the under-21 roles that we have in Romania, have had a lot of senior games. So I think that's going to benefit us in certain situations. I don't think the Hungarian players or even some of the German players have played as many senior games as we have. Um, like, for instance, uh, Raulo Prutz has 170 games already in all competitions at the senior what? level. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't think it was that much. Well, he's mm-hmm. 23, wow. but he's oh, yeah. still eligible. Yeah. But he's... He has 170 games, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Darius Olaru, 154. Moruzan, 152. Yeah. Wow. So right. I think we're going to be okay compared mm-hmm. to the level of play of the other teams, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think if you look at the players that were uh, playing abroad in the, in the 2019 Euros, uh, you have... Uh, you had Radu Pashkanu, but he was in the under-23 team of Leicester. Uh, mm-hmm. Nedelcharu in Russia, Dragomira Perugia, Pushkash, and Andrei Ivan was in Russia, but not playing much. So, you, and if you look at the squad now, it's not that much. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have four foreign players, so it's not like that much of a difference. But uh, we definitely lose big players to the seniors. That's the, that's the bigger difference. Mm-hmm. But I still think we're really solid because, like you said, we have experience now. Uh, probably even more than before, I think. And uh, yeah, there's some interesting newcomers that are also like have some interesting experience, not as much games like a senior level games, but 
look at Dragushin. I mean, how many players at, at his age, 18, who just actually, sorry, turned 19 uh, for Juventus? Like, there's got to be some some great experiences he's learned uh, in training and, and in the few games he played there. So that can that can help us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dragushin and Papasco are the on, – on, I just did an Excel with all the players. They're the least played players out of our team, but they're the youngest, 18 and 19. So yeah. uh, that's probably yeah. why. Uh, and uh, Popescu hasn't had any games, I think, for the uh, ju- oh. junior national teams. Only, I don't know, I think he, I thought he played for the under 19s. Um, I thought I saw that somewhere. Mm, from what I, I remember, know, no, he doesn't have a single cap. I think he was just called up for the under 19 euros until that was canceled. And oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, to see yeah. that he was at least included here. He deserves it for in my opinion. He's one of the most interesting young talents in the league. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, he can help us at least. Yeah, he can. He can. <laughs> sorry. Well, we also have that uh, sorry, we also have that uh, issue with Kostaki because of COVID. Oh right. Yes. He was replaced. He got replaced by Petre. He, uh, he got announced today. Yeah, and Petre. Adrian Petre actually has his second on the squad with the most game played at senior level, but most of them happen in Denmark in the second division. He has 160 senior games. Um, and then that's, this year he played in Serie B, I believe, and for Uta Arad. But he's only mm-hmm. played 19 games with two goals and one assist, which is not that great for a striker. But I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I have him play than Ganya, to be honest. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing for me is like I, I think uh, I'm really partial. I know he's not experienced, but Muntanu is doing good things in in Italy. He has like the natural striker instinct and and the way he shoots and controls the ball. I just I just really like that. But at the same time, <clears throat> we probably shouldn't start him. Like I mean, he's not called anyway, but he wouldn't be a starter. So. Uh, the positive, though, of, of Petre is that he's experienced. Like you said, he scored against Croatia two years ago at the tournament. He might not be in the greatest form, actually pretty poor form, except for the goal against Ukluj in the uh, in the Kupa. But he still provides that experience, and uh, he's probably one of our most natural strikers in, in at this level, unfortunately, because we do lack uh, strikers at this level. So he, he, I think it's a good call, relatively speaking. Yeah, I, I like Petre. Uh, he was uh, obviously he was with the last squad in Italy, and he scored against Croatia in the first game. Um, I think he he has experience. From what I know, he's he's also one of the highest uh, goal scorers for the under twenty ones in like history. Like he's up there. And he's a he's he's an actual striker, which would which would uh, which would really benefit us, I think. And yeah. uh, he will add some physical presence in attack and some hold-up play. Yeah, physically he's he's decent. I think uh, I think he he can do a lot better than he has been. So he at least deserves in in this kind of drought deserves to be there. I think uh, Kostake, you know, he's more of a winger really, but he can play up front as we've seen. Uh, and he did score the qualifying goal, so credit to him for that. But on, on the other hand, he, he's just missed too many sitters for me at times and, and made some poor decisions. Uh, the only good thing about him, I can say, is that he, he does work hard and uh, 
that is one aspect, I guess, that I, I rated about him. But otherwise, I'm I'm not very uh, partial to him. Yeah, but he's out already, so you know it's uh, not <clears throat> yeah, there's no pointless point. to talk uh, about him. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out the fact the that Fechisebe sends a lot of players. Like there is a full contingent of players. Uh, in every yeah. department of the pitch. Six, Defense, six players attack, in midfield. total. Yeah, it goes the same for the seniors as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah even the seniors, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they are the best team in Romania right now. They're playing pretty good football. <laughs> they did have a couple games where they struggled after Mon left, but uh, they seem to be uh, doing a lot better now, uh, especially Moruzan and Olaru. They're going to be key for us, I think. Yeah, I think I think Moritzan, without a doubt, is our best player um, on the pitch, and he reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of some Samir Nasri from France that played for Manchester City for a long time. Um, I think his technical ability is like what we need in our midfield, even for the for the senior team. But it's good that he's on the under twenty one team because we have way too many. Recently, players that played at, uh, at the 2019 Italy Euros that have made to the senior squad, we have eight players on uh, the team right now that could have played. Well, Marine was selected, but he's, he didn't play, obviously, in 2019, but he could have played. So eight out of the 22 or 23 players that we selected for the senior squad played at 2019 Euros for the under 21s. And, and, and I think it's not only that the fact that they've played, it's also even just being part of that group that, that went so far, the, the motivational, the psychological aspect, that experience is also kind of uh, is a good boost because uh, they, they know what it's like to be there and, and be with that a, a group that wins. So I think that's a nice experience to have. And, and Marius Marin has been putting some pretty good performances in Serie B. Uh, he's been getting the attention of a few uh, better teams in Serie B, and even I heard Sampdoria last season. I'm not sure uh, how valid that is, but I would like to see him uh, keep keep improving and, and maybe get a, a nice transfer. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. In terms of uh, midfielders, who would you guys say is our top three? If you'd have to limit it to that. I would I would say Moruzan, Olaru, and Chobanu. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Chobanu is ah. very good from from distance to his shooting. Uh, he's a technical player, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just he deserves to be there. So um, individually, uh, these are the top three. Yeah. Um, but you can't. We 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 obviously won't play all all of them. I don't see it happening because of because it would be very unbalanced. We would literally yeah, think, have like three yeah. number tens or three attacking gates and no defending. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, tactically, I think we're going to be, uh, formation is going to be 4 3 3 with the DM. I think Mutu's going to stick to that. Um, I think you're going to play Marin. Yeah, Marius Marin. He's played Marin like six out of the last eight games or something like that mm-hmm. uh, in, at DM. So I'm, sh- I'm certain he'll be starter. And then who would uh, be the other two, Olaru and Morutan? Or mo- yeah, most yeah. likely, yeah. But Chobanu should get his chance too. Obviously, he's been he's been good. So um, unless Morutan plays on the wing, but I doubt it because he he's not as fast as like Campanu, uh, who's like a really good inside forward. He can cut in and and give a nice little pass. Uh, so yeah, Campanu 
I think should be probably our, our right winger. Uh, yeah, let's see. I, I don't know who's, who's, who'd start the right winger. That's it's the thing. It's either Kumpanu or Morutsan, but Morutsan is better at, as, as a, you know, 10, basically. Midfielder. Advanced yeah. playmaker, yeah. Yeah, but you can, you also have Popescu that could start. Yeah, he's very versatile across the front three, Popescu, but I think he's best on the left. Um, but he's playing on the right too, so you're right. He could he could start on the right. Who knows? Because Matsan probably will start on the left. Now that I think about it, Matsan is a nailed-on starter. He yeah, probably he's start, he probably is yeah. one of the players that we raised our hopes on. Yeah, I'm glad that he didn't uh, go to the U.S. for to sign yet because well, he did sign, but. Not like uh, he didn't join the team yet because uh, otherwise he'd have to stay two weeks or something quarantine, and that means he well mm-hmm. he'd miss the uh, the Euros. So uh, it's yeah. good that we have him because Coleman and uh, Mihaila are in the seniors, so it's very important we got to keep him. It's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be tough having both Mutan and Morutan in the starting eleven, just because one's five eight, one's five five. Uh, height wise, nah, I don't know centimeters what that would be, but when they go up against a six two and six three Dutch or German players, <laughs> nah, we're gonna lack we're gonna lack physical presence. Like, uh, yeah, tough. yeah. The thing is though that we have we have uh, those guys that are technical and, and quick, so Matsan can you know move in between, weave pretty well. But like you're saying, when it comes to aerial play, that we're gonna suffer at least on in those areas. But in the middle, like with Mari, Marius Marin is good in the air. So at least we have him. Dragushin, uh, he's very strong. So uh, it's like a balance, like you're saying. In some areas, we'll be weaker for that. Uh, but I think we'll do we'll do pretty well. So I think defensively, we're solid. I think the midfield is solid. The only issue is uh, striker right now for me. I, I'm a little bit worried there. But uh, we'll see who scores the goals in this team. Hopefully... I hope uh, Petre. I, hope, I think Petre. I have hope in Petre. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's, he can, he can do it. he's not, he doesn't strike me as too too technical or a dribbler or anything like that, but we have a really good midfield that can pass him the ball. So hopefully yeah. he can just mm-hmm. knock them yeah. in. Yeah, you know, you just made a yeah. good point because he, he is really a poacher now that I think about it. He's, that's his style. That's how he scored against mm-hmm. Croatia. It was a pure poacher's goal. Yeah, I think his movement is good. Ah, he's finishing. So yeah, you don't really need more. Yeah, if you provide him the support and, and you know, he's feeling focused, I think he could he could score. Why not? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something that I found interesting, though, is uh, three of the names on this team, uh, Ganya, Chobotario, and Tulka. They're all sons of uh, former players in the late 90s. Yeah. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird because some of them haven't played that much this season. And I'm just like, why are they on this squad? But like Dennis Chobotario has played 12 times this year, this season. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing against Chobotario, but I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like we had another. I was just dead in it. Another please. He's a backup anyway, but I feel like maybe Amon even. I don't know. Yeah, that's just my preference. Uh, not... uh, yeah, but it's it's nice that you've mentioned the uh, the thing with Sans. Imagine if we had Yanisaji also. 
Oh, yeah. my goodness. That would have made things very interesting. <laughs> it would just For be like the late 1990s yeah. all over again. We also have like a Popesco on our team. 90, 1994 <laughs> region. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <Petre. laughs> yeah. And well, Marine, um, the wrong Marine, Florentine would have been, well, not in the 90s, but. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was at the last one. He should have came, uh, Razvan, but Ajax didn't let him go. But anyway. Remember, wow. That was scandalous. Yeah. And another interesting thing that I like found while just like looking up things was um, we also played the Netherlands and the Germans in 1998 at the Under-21 tournament, which took place in Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only... Like we only participated at three tournaments, so it was 1998, 2019, and now. So it was interesting that the teams that qualified in 1998, well, throughout the 80s and 90s and part of the 2000s, were just eight team teams qualified. So we were already in a knockout stage. There weren't group stages. So we played the Dutch first, and we lost two one, and then we played the Germans and lost one zero, and then we played the Russians and we lost to the Russians as well. So we got eight eight out of eight teams. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, that was just because we were hosting, right? So we weren't very, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think a lot of the like younger players at the time were probably already with the seniors. Like, when did Mutu join the seniors? It was around, no, he was too young then, maybe 2000 was his yeah. first. Mutu was 19 when the tournament took place, yeah. and he wasn't, he hadn't been called up to the under 21s or the national team. Yeah, weird. It was 2000 must have been his first, I think. Motu, right? Um, was it? Uh, I think he started. He got called up in '98 for the under 21s, I believe, because he did play for the under 21s at first. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see yeah. here. He, yeah, it was 2000. Motu played 11 times for the national team. Scored once. That was his first year. But anyways, um, uh, in 2000, he was think? called up for the national team in 2000. Sorry, what's that? What did you say? Sorry, what did uh, you say? He was, uh, yeah, sorry. He was called up for the national team in 2000. Uh-huh. First game, first cap he received. Yeah. Just checking. Um, yeah, and it's interesting that, so we're going to, we got semifinals 2019. Now this year, Hopefully we get out of the group stage. And then in 2023, we're going to be hosting the tournament. So it's going to be three straight years. Three on the bounce and four in total. That's pretty good. Yeah, and actually, yeah, the next one. So <laughs> three uh-huh. in a row is pretty, pretty... We've come a long way. We've come a long yeah. way. That's an That's good. exciting time to be that. a Romania fan. <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah, if you strictly watch the under 21s, not the seniors. Well... These 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 guys got to promo like move up at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I hope. <laughs> but I how hope do you guys the... think? Um, uh, sorry to interrupt. But how how do you think Matsan is? Oh, gonna do? How do you think he's gonna do in the MLS? Mm. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I haven't watched the MLS and. In like a year and a half. Like, so I don't, I didn't watch any of last season. So I don't know how tough the competition will be for him. Uh, hopefully he'll get some playing time because he's on the MLS champions from what I 
remember? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's they're probably going to start him out as a bench player, and hopefully he will get a chance to start some games. Hopefully he won't be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to get used to the conditions. I think you know to the time zone to all that. You know to. I think being as well, he's younger, and I think he he can move his family easier. I think you know, it's because Mitrica had a lot of problems with his family and being away from them and stuff like that, which really hampered his progress at New York, obviously. So maybe maybe Mitrica's failure can teach Morutan something, even though like I wouldn't count Mitrica's time as a failure because look at the cold stats he did quite well, I oh, think. Oh, he was their best player for oh, the second season, especially. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think Matrizo, like you said, his family, I think he just had a baby or, like, his wife yeah, was pregnant at the time. And, mm-hmm. like, New York was, like, ground zero for, like, the lockdown and COVID. So he was just like, yo, I need to protect my family. I need to, like, do something outside of just, like, going to, to the team and then getting inside. So I don't I don't blame him at all for wanting to like leave. Yeah. Yeah, but I want him back. I'd rather have him in the MLS rather than Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, so what do you guys think for predictions like in this group? Oh uh, so uh, well, we played Germany, Holland, and Hungary, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, if you this... look. Sorry, go on. Uh, if you look objectively at the teams and the countries, we wouldn't stand any chance. But I hope that the current generation would be like the last one and we and we want it more, if you know what I mean. You know? We'd use the, the Euros more than, a, than an audition. We'd use it like as a proper chance, you know, like a proper tournament and take the chance we have and, you know, do get out of the groups. And then we'll see after the groups. I... For the moment, let's just get out of the groups, and from then on, depends on who we play against. And yeah, yeah, I, I agree to an extent. I think in 2019, if you looked at the team names, we would have been even more scared with Croatia, England, and France, and we got out of that mm-hmm. group. We, uh, we ended up beating two of those teams. Um, this year, I think Hungary is—I don't think they're nowhere near any of the teams in this group or in the group that we faced in 2019, I think um, the Netherlands might be the best team quality wise, even though they haven't played in the tournament since 2013. Um, But I think just by looking at their players, looking at their stats, um, where they're at, they're like way better than any other team, like even way better than Romania. So those, that's the team that I'm most scared about. And then Germany, they have some good players on there. They just find a way to always win, but yeah, it's it's crazy when you look at Hungary. Uh, I'm sorry, when you look at the Netherlands, they're qualifying. They in their ten games, they only lost to Portugal Portugal once, and they scored four point six goals per match, and only wow. allowed a goal every two matches. Wow! Mental. So like, they did play like Belarus, Gibraltar, and I forgot who the other team was, but like. They were scoring 4.6 goals per match, which is insane mm-hmm. a little bit. So they play four, four, three, three for the best part. 
Yeah, and you know, I I would love to be the Germans, you know, to take revenge for obviously for two years ago. Like that was heartbreaking. That game was heartbreaking, literally. Yeah. I think yeah. we really need we really have a revenge to take, you know. And you know, maybe it sounds you know petty, but yeah, um, let's take it as Simone said uh, a few years ago. In football, there is there are no revenges; it's a second chance. So we ha we have a second chance of the Germans to beat them and avenge the demons of the 2019 Euros. Yeah, I think we have to have the mentality that oh, it's not just the big Germans, man. Like we are now good enough at this level that we should challenge at least. You know, we can win. We got to have that mentality. Uh, I think, like you said, mm -hmm. the Dutch are definitely the most dangerous in this group by far. Uh, with Brabi, uh, Dawid, Botman, and, and Boadu, all these players, uh, Kluivert, they have a lot of experienced and very good players. Uh, it's Germany, though, that I think we should really be fighting with for the second place, at least. You know, I want to have that mentality that we can we can qualify again. So hopefully the players and, and Mutu are feeling the same way. Yeah. Um, I think Hungary are... I even spoke to a, a Hungarian fan and he said a lot of their uh, best players are with the seniors or injured right now. So mm -hmm. they're already, you know, in my opinion, weaker to begin with compared to our team. So the fact that they lose out their best winger, I think, in the league, their best young winger from their league, uh, and a few of the senior players, obviously, Zoboslai, however you say it. Yeah, <laughs> so... I think if we don't beat them, I'll be really like that would be really the biggest disappointment for me. But I, I think I really I, if think we don't if we don't beat Hungary, I don't think we're gonna get out of this group. Yeah, if we can't beat <laughs> Hungary, then we really don't deserve to be there. Yeah, like not. Oh, wait, I really hope dumb, your comments don't take badly. Just the weakest I'm... team in this group, and one of the weakest in tournament, probably. I really hope you don't jinx it, like for the love of God. No, I'm not. I'm not saying we can't. Beat, we can't lose to them. I'm saying we really should be winning that. Like if we if we mess that up, then we don't deserve it. Oh, I get it. And you got to feel bad for them too. They got this tournament. They have all these like new stadiums, and due to COVID nineteen, all the group stage Nobody. matches will be played behind cl closed doors. So they don't even have yeah. a home field advantage. Yeah. Which is also going to hurt Romania, by the <laughs> way. If out of this group, I think Romania would have had the second most fans. Which yeah. we did in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, well, they could still go. No, they can't really do that. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, I think the schedule. Or... Sorry, I think the schedule is very good for us because we start with playing the Netherlands, which is the hardest team, in my opinion. Mm. And, you know, if we get a result there, like any result, like it's already like a boost for us going into the second game, which is against Hungary, right? Yeah. And then the final game is Germany. So we'll already know by the final game what we need from Germany, which is another tough team. So I think the schedule is, is pretty uh, favorable for once for us. But obviously it also depends a lot on how we show up. So. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to the seniors as well? Uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered this. Uh, we can we can move on to the seniors now. Mm -hmm. So, what do you guys think about the the squad of Radoy? Mm, it's, <laughs> it's 
interesting. I don't know what to say. Um, I obviously to start off, I I like the fact that a lot of the players that were the under 21s euro euros two years ago have been called up there because we see Pushkash, Koman, Chikuldo, Man, Mihail, well, Haji, uh, Mihail that was with the under 21s after the Euros, uh, Nedelcharu, Radu. So we, we can see a, a slight uh, generation uh, passive guards if you want. But I don't know, it's it's similar to the to the last ones. So I don't know. Uh, we still see some players that are a bit old to in which who in my opinion shouldn't be in the squad, like I don't know, Kesheru, uh, uh, who else is there? Um I disagree. Toshka. I think I think Kesheru is our best attacking option right now. Um, yeah, because Pushkas just came back from injury, right? Yeah, and like, I don't know, Pushkas, obviously he was injured, but he, I think he's played eight games now or nine games since he's been back, scored two or three. But I don't know, I, I, he didn't even start today. So I think Kesheru, he scores almost every game in the Bulgarian league, but I think we need someone who sees the back of the net. We can't just go with Pushkas and literally play like we played for the last two decades where we try to win one zero. We got to like start scoring goals and cashier is our best option. I believe. I don't know. I just don't like the fact that he's almost 35, I think. And he's still getting called up for the national team. Like, I think like we have such a good young talented squad that did all right. That did really well against the, the, the other European teams at junior level. And then you call up a 35-year-old that plays in Bulgaria. You know, for me, it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah. But, I mean, who else would we replace him with? Like, Yanku, I think, doesn't play. I think Alibek is injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the situation is, is dire. Andon yes. is injured, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, because I, I have mixed feelings about Kesheru, because I know he can score. He's done it, especially against, like, Mid to small size teams, he's good. He scored a lot of goals. But then Pushkash is good too because he's always clutch in the national team. When especially you know when he has support, like mm-hmm. you know he's assisted Andone against Spain. So I, I I believe in both of them on their day. Uh, I don't know. I just think Kesheru's gotten a little slower, but he's still able to bag it in the box if you give it to him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one here now. We're in a tough situation there. I think uh, the worst thing about the squad that was selected is Florinel Coman. I think mm-hmm. that he should have been allowed to play in the I mean not allowed, but he should have been dropped to the under 21s. He yeah, would have helped them yeah. a lot more than he could help the squad. He doesn't he doesn't merit the call up in my opinion. He has that little head header flick on assist that he gave uh, the other week, but that's about it. Like he's been uh, in bad form, and I think he he would have helped us a lot at under twenty one level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's because he didn't call uh, Mitrica that he called him. But still, like you could have you know Tanasic in cover for the left. You know Mihaila, I think should start, but Tanasic can cover the left wing, and uh, even Maxim. Yeah, Mihaila is know. a nailed on starter for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 
he deserves to start him and man like they just have to like I don't care who who else plays but they, they need to start but okay if both of those two players start does Stanchu start Stanchu has to start absolutely has to start. but then what are we gonna do just attacking midfielders and wingers I don't like, like Stanchu I mean, man I know uh, he's I know he's been, you know, underwhelming the national team for a while, but he's in the best form of his life. There's no reason he shouldn't start. But and he's improved uh, defensively a bit too. I mean, he doesn't lose duels that that much. You know, he's smaller, uh-huh. but I think you got to combine him with a DM and mm-hmm. another midfielder. That's it. We just go like. Um, uh, let me think about this. I like Big Falvi because he's. You know, physical. Mm. He's good in the air, but who else? Who are we gonna? Play? I guess probably Marin is gonna be the the gonna play as a six as DM. So Marin, Stanchu, and then what? Maxime. Yeah, Maxime or Chico. I think Maxime is gonna get a start, honestly. But it's gonna switch. You know, it's not gonna be the same starting midfield. I think in all three games, I think one player is gonna be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maxime, I think that's it. Yeah. Maybe Maxim will change with Haji. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's like good, but they're not world class to the point where like he needs to start for sure. Maybe, I don't, in my opinion, I am going to go against Florida again. I think Stanchu is like the only midfielder that we have to put for sure in just because of his form. And I've always been a fan of his, but, and Marin too. But other than that, Marin is is also in great, like he doesn't show it as much maybe with goals and whatever, but uh, he was like the eighth most uh, chance chances created in the top five leagues for this year, not the season, but this year. Um, And I think that's really impressive. So even for a side like Cagliari coming from deep, he can, he can make some good passes and, and create chances. So I think him and Stanchu together, you know, they both improved on a defensive aspect, uh, even though they're both very good at contributing uh, to the attack as well. So I think they both, for that reason, need to start. And then it's just a question of the third midfielder. That's that's where we're just a little unsure for me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and like I said, it's probably going to switch. I mean, three games, we're not going to keep the exact same. The exact, yeah. yeah. And Radoi, and we've also seen in the last couple of years that uh, the Romanian managers all have a, have that have a thing for changing the teams quite a, quite heavily. Even with Contra, even with Radoi, we've always seen like like how the team change for the next game and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. On the right, obviously, Denis Mann is is got to be a fix as well. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Haji could be his backup, or he. Although Haji is also, you know, AM. Yeah, he could play as a ten. To be fair. Yeah. He really could. Yeah, but well, we don't we don't really play with like a a pure ten. We play with like a a four three three where one of the midfielders pushes up as like an advanced playmaker. So mm-hmm. it's not like uh, it is basically the same. It's just. Yeah. It's a little different, though. He has to have contribute defensively a bit too, like uh, and and win more duels physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's the pro that's the problem I think I have with Haji. He's got great vision, but he needs to improve on on winning duels. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I then, think it's gonna be tough. The more I look at this, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky in some areas. But we've got players in good form, so it's it's it should be better than what it was. But it's still not where we want to be. So it's like we're still in a transition. It's a weird moment. Yeah, I think. I don't. I don't. I don't want to sound negative, but I think this tournament might be like a a tryout for a future tournament for like the next Euros or the next World Cup. I think since everyone on this team is like 22, 23 um, and they're not playing for top level clubs or scoring goals every week. So I don't see them like right now outperforming Germany or, or being that much better than the other teams in our group, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't expect to outperform Germany, but they're also going to be missing a few players. They've got some issues with their own uh, manager right now. Um, so we shouldn't, we shouldn't, say like a draws off the cards we should at least fight for that i think it's not impossible yeah uh, but at the same time yeah it's going to be difficult uh and like you're saying there's a lot of young players um let's see how many players are under 25 in this group let's see one two three four five six seven eight eight players under 25 and a few that's, others not that's right yeah that's not i mean yeah but like, let me see. Yeah, there's like four or five of those that are 22, 21. So we're still breaking some of them in. Um, but I think after the Euros is when we're really going to see more of them coming in. Like Morutsan Prashkanu should be there in the near future as well. Mm -hmm. I agree about Morutsan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Prashkanu, he's playing well in Spain. Obviously, it's just second division but it's still it's still good for him to to be doing well there and i think hopefully a bigger club can be scouting him yeah, yeah. i mean we'll see so what do you guys think of the first match against uh north macedonia uh, we need I to mean, win we need to win yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah did you look at their did you look at their forwards uh horia no, I didn't. Well, look at the age of their forwards. Oh, yeah, Goran Panda, 37. Yeah, but it's he's still Kulski. clutch. He got them to the Euros. True, true. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, like, Kesheru being 34. I don't think that's that big of a deal. It's not 34 10 years ago. 34 now is maybe what 32 or 31 would have been 10 years ago. Yeah, so long as he himself is keeping in shape and he doesn't look out of shape. He's not like Budescu or anything. Although I, I like Budescu and I think he could have helped us, but from a technical standpoint, but he's also uh, physically not there. Yeah, it's a shame. I like Budescu too. I hope he returns he to been. Romania next season. He should have been a key player for us and it's a shame. He, he remember that goal against in Finland and, and he's had some good games for us. Very disappointing, but hopefully he comes back to Europe at some point. Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So what are you guys predicting out of the next three games? So we got Macedonia, we got Germany, we got Armenia. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game with Macedonia, but 
I want to say we should win, but it's going to be tough. It can go either way. I really I hate to predict that one because it's making me a little nervous, to be honest. <laughs> like we can say we should, but it's it's a uh, they they have some good players and they're they're underrated. We never we don't we do better as underdogs, I think. Than I mean, if we're gonna be an underdog to Macedonia, we should just pack up our bags well, and stop even talking about this. Because. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't think they're, we're underdogs at all. No, I mean that they're underdogs and we do better oh, in that position. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Elmas at Napoli is, is really impressive. Uh, Pandev is old, but he's a legend. Uh, who else? Nesterovsky, Ademi from Dinamo Zagreb, who just eliminated Spurs. You know, they, they've got some, like, former Vitoru player Nikolov, which is at Lecce now. Uh, Alioski from Leeds United. But I think their defense is the probably the weakest area for them, on paper at least. Uh, but yeah, it's still going to be a tough game. That one can go either way. Uh, but Armenia, we definitely should be beating. They don't even have Mkhitaryan uh, for this. So we, if we don't win that, just throw this campaign away. <laughs> yeah, and pretty sure Armenia was in a war last year. Really? So I don't think they're like concentrated on this game, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I think six, seven points is doable out of this first three games. Yeah, Germany being I the think... tough one, where we're gonna lose points, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna say if we don't get at least four points, we're just done. But. Even four, four points isn't very good. We should try to get six. Six to seven would be – like seven would be very good. Nine is a dream come true, which I just don't think is possible. But six to it's seven is good. Four, anything less than four, just I, – I don't even want it. <laughs> well, to be honest, um, I don't think it's that unrealistic. Like, like you said, they're missing, I think, five Premier League players, Germany – and they haven't been in good form the last two years. I mean, they have played tougher competition than us because they're in a bigger, like, or higher up nations league. But they're, like, dropping the FIFA rankings a lot just because they've been getting ties and not winning as they usually have won. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just about quality. It's, it's mentality because you can see like how many surprise results that's foot that you can say that's football, right? Because look at Greece and Faroe Islands, look at uh, Hungary with Andorra, you know, these res- those are even crazier differences in squads. So it, it comes down to mentality too. So if we're in a good mentality, Radoy plays the right tactics against them. Yeah. We, why not? Can't, why can't we get a result? And if you yeah. look at past teams, um, I'm just saying this is not the Germany that it used to be. Um, because you, if you look at the under-21 coach for Germany, Stefan Kuntz, he was an international for Germany in the 90s. He was mm-hmm. actually the 1991 German player of the year. Uh, and I think for at the club level. I don't know if he was overall German player of the year. But he played – he had 25 caps for Germany, and they won 20 of those. And the other ones – the other five were draws. So every single game he played in, he didn't lose. Mm-hmm. This is not the same Germany. I, they can they can be beatable this time around. I think. Yeah, we should definitely give it our all, and I hope uh, Radoy has the right approach for this game because 
Uh, I know he's inexperienced, but I really, I still believe in him given the tools and, and, you know, uh, the player is in good form. I think, I think he can help us. Um, I think I would honestly, like, I'm going to be optimistic and say we'll get seven points. I'll put my neck out there and say we'll get seven points. Again, like, okay, we can beat Armenia for sure. And I think I refuse to accept that we have fallen so down that we we, we, we are hoping to scrape a win against North, North Macedonia. Like, come on. I, I, like, yeah. <laughs> I can't accept that. I, I just can't. My, my brain just can't accept. My, my brain just can't take that. I really think we can win that game. I mean, yeah, we should. I just get nervous when, you know, we get cocky and then, you know, a surprise. I don't, I don't like to kind of uh, yeah, I know get that mentality and be disappointed because, you know, we've been disappointed for so many years. But like you're saying, this is a different team. So I hope. Uh, we just have to kind of wrap our, head, our heads around that and hope it's it's changing so mm-hmm. we shouldn't lose but you know just be yeah. wary just <laughs> yeah yeah and also i think against germany i think <laughs> let's scrape a nil nil draw and like park the bus just you know put eight players in the box and then they won't score yeah no i, mean, I, I don't we should we should be attacking all three games i not if, against if, germany no i don't think uh, even I even against Germany because we I don't know I'm just used to seeing our national team under Pizzurko or Luchescu where we were just tr- trying to win 1-0 every single game and we just get yeah. burned because Germany if Germany we, if we just sit back Germany's just going to have 20 30 shots in that game yeah, they're, they're going to th- score two they're going to score anyway from that if so we might as well like not like go su- super overload them or anything just you know Good combinative moves, uh, counterattacking quickly, uh, but not sitting back with like eight guys. That's stupid. I think I don't like. I don't, I don't know. I just can't see us defending against Germany. So we might as well try to score goals. Yeah, it's not like we've got the uh, best def- defense to begin with. Yeah, like um, Toshka. Like who's gonna like? Defend? Yeah, I remember I we tried to do three at the back, and it was just. Who do you want to start uh, in defense? Sorry, who what? Who do you want to start in defense? Like back four, back five, oh, back three, whatever. Okay, well, I don't think we're going to do back five. Um, but I think on the left, Kamora was poor against Fechesebe. He gave away a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Banku, we had we has doubts defensively sometimes. But other games, he was better. Um, it's tough. Toshka is more of a CB now. Uh, it's really the left... Defense. I'm not really eager to even name someone, but uh, in the in the middle, Kirikesh and Burka, I think, would be my choice. Uh, both are pretty solid physically and in in the air. Uh, well, actually, Kirikesh not always. Um, and on the right, I would say Mogosh, maybe. This looks really bad. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> It's Burka. it's it's better than when we use Mitra and those guys, but it's not much better. Yeah. And look at our goalkeepers. We have like if you add up all our goalkeepers together, they have three caps. Yeah, that's it's a bad moment. Uh, well, if Radu was there, would that still be zero? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I think we're gonna we're gonna struggle defensively <laughs> a lot. So that's why we shouldn't sit back. Is we're just gonna lose. <laughs> like we should try to score goals a lot. Yeah, but... I mean we're talking about what one player that's in Serie A in our defense. The other is uh, Serie B Mogosh if he plays. Uh, I would try Nedel Chato to be honest. Turkey. Oh yeah, there's yeah he's he plays in Greece. Yeah. I would try him and Kirikesh for our center backs. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know who would you like play Burka, for the wings. <laughs> Maybe we could have Burka on the right, but then going forward, I don't know how much he can help. You know what? Mogos has been pretty pretty good for most of the season for Kievo. I think we might as well start him. He's good going forward, too. Did he mess up against Iceland? Um, it wasn't only him, but maybe slightly. Yeah, well, everybody was pretty crap that game, though. I think he's the one that assisted. Well, he assisted against Belarus, but that was Belarus. Well, it's Macedonia, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking more. To, I'm worried more about Germany. That's the mm-hmm. mindset I'm really focused on. Is that game like who do we who do we put on the left? That's that's the big question for me. Banco, I guess. Banco has experience there. Mm-hmm. I'd play Banco, yeah. Yeah. He has more games for the national team than that. So yeah, I think he, Kamura, he's everybody good... says is more solid defensively, but look what he did against Fetchesebe. He gave, he literally gave the ball away. And that's yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. Against Germany, do we trust him? I don't know. Not none of them are great, but we might as well. I think you're right. I think we just go with experience, Banku. Yeah, at least international experience. Yeah, it's kind of sad how um <sighs> I was like really hopeful on Christian Mania, especially after that yeah. other twenty one tournament. Yeah. Oh, he was so good then. He was I just don't know what happened. He's well, he's had I'll... a tough career break, man. With that whole um, saga, like, <laughs> getting bought up by this random like club, and we he thought was, it was Chelsea, and then getting loaned out every year. <laughs> he was a slave, basically a contract, not a slave. Like he was forced, kind of, to uh, keep going on loan. He didn't have any way out, right? He signed with the wrong people. He didn't. He was too naive at the time, not naive, even just unlucky. Yeah, he was he was seventeen. They so were trying to make money. Fault. Yeah, they were trying to make money off of him, uh, you know, by just basically flipping him. But their plan didn't work out, and finally he got away, thankfully. Um, and yeah, he was just involved in a very shady. If you look at you know Apollon, like he didn't play a single time for them. He might have never even gone to Cyprus. You know, so I don't. I'm pretty annoyed with that situation, but. Uh, now he has to rebuild his career, and hopefully he he regains himself soon. I hope. Yeah, this it's, it's difficult. We have a lot it's of problems. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think this is gonna be harder to watch than the other twenty-one games. Probably maybe. <laughs> now that I'm like looking at this defensive lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, we have we the thing is right now where we have a little balance, like we have. Some very exciting players, Mihaila, Man, Stanchu, uh, you know, players like that right now that are, are doing well. Yeah, Haji, 
uh, Chicaldo in in uh, Craiova. Mm-hmm. You know, for yeah. me, these players are, are on the rise. And but then we also have players like Mana, uh, Pushkash, well, sort of uh, Radu with his whole club situation at Inter. You know, these players are uh, ones that we expected to do a lot better, and and it's just unfortunate that they're not right now. So we have good you- and bad, and we'll have to see where it goes. Can you explain what happened to Radu at Inter? Um, <laughs> I can sort of explain it, I guess, because he was basically loaned, uh, sorry, not loaned, he was sold to Genoa with a buyback clause for Inter of 15 million euros. So he was doing very well for Genoa, making big saves, you know, against uh, the likes of Juventus and Napoli. He had some master classes in those games, uh, from what I recall. Um, mm-hmm. And at the halfway point of the season, like the second season with Genoa, halfway through, he was bought back by Inter for 15 million. So more than what they sold him to Genoa for. And he was loaned to Parma mid-season, which is weird because, I mean, chances are they're going to keep the same guy. They've Seppe, he's experienced. They're obviously going to keep him, right? So they basically loaned him to be a backup. And that's like, I don't, uh, it's it's tricky mid-season especially. So that was already the first frustrating part. And then he came back in the summer to enter and there was rumors linking him to West Ham and whatever other teams, right? And uh, that didn't materialize. And they, they said he'd be the number two. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that. They said they basically promised him he'd be number two. And he didn't even play any cup games. Even Padeli, I think, had one game and he didn't, you know? The only thing he had was one friendly game against Monza from Serie B. And uh, it was a clean sheet, but obviously it's a friendly, so whatever. But the point is he should have gotten a chance, you know, and uh, or at least a loan to a team that would use him. And unfortunately, Conte uh, wasn't willing to risk that for whatever reason. I guess even when Handanovic wasn't on his game and Inter fans were clamoring for Radu, he still didn't do it, so... Uh, it's, it's just very unlucky for him. And I hope I hope this summer he moves. Yeah, I think it's uh, Me too. too big of a club too soon with mm-hmm. Rado. Yeah, he, he, needs, he needs a move. He needs to play. Especially behind a former legend of the club, right? So even yeah. when the guy doesn't play well, he still gets the credit because he's Handanovic. So uh, especially with a coach like Conte, he's not going to change that much for a young player, especially in goalkeeper. He reminds me a lot of, um, so there's this Ukrainian player that's 22, Andrei Lunin. Lunin, yeah. Who's who's at, who's at Real Madrid, but he doesn't play at Real Madrid, so they keep loaning him out every year. And he already has six plays. caps to the Ukrainian <laughs> national team. Yeah. Well, at least he plays, right, Lunin? Does he? He played at Oviedo last year, but now he, I think I think he's back at Real Madrid now, and he hasn't played this year. In 2021. Yeah, well, Real Madrid is known for destroying some talents, but um, I'm just disappointed with it. Like you said, it's it's probably a big, too big of a club too soon, but still disappointing for me. And I, I really believed in him, and uh, I just would have liked to see some cup games. That's what I'm really disappointed about. But uh, hopefully, he finds a mid-sized team soon where he'll be a regular starter and and keep going from there. Hopefully. Yeah. So you guys wanted to do some predictions? We already said seven points, six points. Is that what we're thinking? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't want to make some hardcore predictions, but uh, not being too optimistic or too pessimistic, my guess would have to be six to seven. Okay. I yeah. really hope this doesn't bite me in the butt. <laughs> and I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go the same. I, either we're going to get really destroyed and we're going to get like <laughs> to one point or yeah, something. Demoralized <laughs> and completely destroyed or... Or you might be proven right. <laughs> Six or more points. That I hope you're going to be proven right. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is we're still in a transition and we're not fully there, but this team should, on, on in theory, be definitely better than uh, the team that we saw against, like, Northern Ireland. That was terrible. That was just horrible. Mm-hmm. That was the worst Romania team I've seen in a while. Well, who didn't play in that game? Uh, I don't know. Lots of players. Like they had. I don't had, think Stanchu played that game. I can't even. Let me let me find it. Um, That's why I'm like so big on Stanchu because I don't know. I've just seen him play for like eight years now, eight nine years since he played at Vaslui, and I just always liked him. He's only 27 now, so we can't like drop him. And yeah, everybody thinks he's old. He's actually just entering his peak years. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's gonna find a good club this summer, I hope. Because four or five yeah. more years of Stanchu, Jesus. <laughs> Why? Did that I just don't like, I just don't like, like how he plays at the at the NT. Like yeah, but maybe now he's he's changing it up. Maybe he's, we, we he's always say one. that. Yeah, but we always say that, and he never changes. <laughs> we'll Actually, Stanchu did play against Northern Ireland. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Oh no, but he was. What are you sure? Because the most re- the one in November, I don't think he did. Oh wait, never mind. Different. Never mind. I'm looking at the one in September. Yeah, no, the one in, in the one in November because we had yeah they were close apart because it was Nations League, right? It wasn't like qualifiers. Uh, so, um, yeah. So in that team, this was our lineup: Tatarushanu. Okay, he's mm-hmm. great. Kretsu, Nedelcharu, Kamora. Toshka, Krista, Marin, Nistor, Tanase, Ali Bekman. I don't know. For me, that's just, especially in defense. Like, that's wow. kind of depressing. No good and on Midfield is, Nistor is like 34. I mean, yeah. He can't even run. I mean, uh, Maxim, Mogosh, Mikfalvi, Boluza, Alex Boluza came on. Ghana, Christian Ghana. Uh, I mean, for us, this was not a very good Jesus. lineup. Especially Cristia playing his starting. Yeah, that was like, was that his first or second cap? I don't know. Oh, no, he had more. Sorry, from four. But he's not like, he's not of that caliber. You know. Mm-hmm. This is, we, we need to start finding defenders somewhere. Maybe Dragushin, like you said, in two, three years. But otherwise... Yeah. We're always going to struggle on defense. You know what? Forward. If he gets a loan to it, like a like a decent team in Serie A next year, like a half decent, like and he's doing well, why not even next year? But I agree, more so two, three years is realistic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's too early we, to say now. That's just my prediction. We'll see. If we don't make it, we should just say we like we. Decided to boycott the Qatar World Cup just because of human rights issues. <laughs> yeah, we really, that's a really good one. Yeah, we started on the first day of qualifying. <laughs> we're like, all right, <laughs> uh, we're, we're not taking part in this. 
<laughs> yeah, we just don't want to play. That's all. We don't. We're not yeah, too bad. <laughs> and in the next one, we we we'll just protest the the changes in the number of teams. We'll say, ah, oh, we don't want to play in a in a forty eight team workout. We just don't want to. We don't agree with the idea. We won't make it on purpose, not because we're bad, but on purpose. <laughs> Man, if we're not good by twenty twenty four, I really gonna give up because <laughs> this that's just unbelievable. Yeah, that'll be in Germany. Yeah, twenty twenty two might be. I don't know. I want to say this. This sounds negative, but it might be too soon because we're still in a transition. But we we could still make it. I'm just saying, twenty twenty four is where I have the real expectations. If we don't make that, I mean, just forget it. I, I I'm tired of <laughs> missing tournaments. You know, when we've actually got seemingly good players coming up. Mm. So. Anyway, we only we only qualify to World Cups when they're in the U.S. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> 2026 will be. Oh, US, so there Canada. we go. It's funny because that coincides probably with a lot of these young players hitting their peaks, probably like Popescu, Dragusic, Haji, Haji. Well, Kajan remains to be seen, but I like him as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 2026 far away from now. A lot can happen, and. Uh, but I do think we should be, we should be better by then, sooner, if not. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my friend. I think by 2026 in Eastern Europe, I see Poland, Romania, and maybe Ukraine. I think Ukraine is not going to be as good, but those three teams are going to be the teams to beat in Eastern Europe, which they are now. But we're not up with them. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. we're going to join them. <laughs> Because right now it's mostly what like Croatia, if you count. Well, they are Eastern. Europe, well, yeah, Croatia, Croatia too. I didn't count them as Eastern Europe. Serbia. But... Uh, yeah, we should say Balkans more. Well, Croatia is weird because they're almost Central Europe, and they're not. They're more like uh, they have a different mentality. So they're still technically geographically part of the Balkans, but at the same time, they're a mix. They're more. Uh, they're more focused on being the like very good athletes. I've noticed, even with basketball. Yeah, I don't think we can get compared to. It's hard to compare to them in sports because... right now. Especially, have you looked? I know that um, this is like a weird tangent, but have you looked at how many uh, Romanians we've qualified for the Olympics in Tokyo? Um, all time or right now for oh. the Tokyo Olympics. No, I haven't. It's like under 60 people. Oh, my God. And it's like the lowest in like 70 years. (laughs) Used to get over 100, even 200 at one point, I think. Yeah. So it's like we're not doing that well in sports right now. (laughs) Yeah, except for the girls. The girls seem to be very good at everything. Well, not everything, but handball, tennis, um, even even fencing, ping pong. All the people that represent us are are the women at, at a high level. You know, so it's like the girls have the mentality, I guess, where what's going on with the guys? Like what do we have to do to uh, it's also the competition, maybe, but we have to invest more and we have to change uh, the culture, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but well, I don't know. clearly, you know, Serbia has some of the same problems as us and they have less resources. So why why are they able to do it? Not us. Why? 
you know, well, I wouldn't have, if I had an answer for you, I would, I would <laughs> be working for the Romanian sports government or something like that. Sports Federation. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's just very frustrating, but hopefully this is our time. We're a little, we're always a little bit skeptical because of how long it's been, but hopefully this is our time. Yeah. Hope so you guys too. want to move on to uh, like maybe po- the Parma? Oh, yeah. Um, I think the final point we should discuss is uh, Parma with uh, Mihaila and Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really incredible what, uh, especially Mihaila's stats is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Man contributes a lot in terms of passing and dribbling, but he hasn't gotten his goal yet. And it's kind of frustrating him. I've seen he, when he missed that header, he was very frustrated. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you guys good. think about them right now? Well, uh, I like what I like about obviously Mihaila, you could see his impact in his last performances or so. What I like about him is that the, is the fact that he doesn't get a lot of touches, but he still manages to do something good with the ball, you know, something important. Yeah. I look at the statistics, stats that you post on uh, the Romanian football Twitter account. And um, Mihaila gets averages like to something like around 20 touches a game, like 20 touches in 90 minutes is not, in my opinion, not that impressive. But he still manages to like create chances and to to and to he manages to score goals, create uh, assist people, get penalties. Like that's that's really good for me. Like I really appreciate that he's very decisive in the final third, which is something that we've been lacking as a in with attacking players in the last few years, and with Man, like he's he's more involved than Mihaila. Uh He got twice the touches when playing the the same minutes against Roma, and he he's good with the balls and he knows he he ha- he plays some nice stuff. So I think he his goal will, will come soon enough. I think if given the chance, obviously. Yeah, I think uh, that's the only thing that's missing for him. He's been pretty good uh, contributing in terms of, you know, winning even du- ground duels, uh, passing, long balls, uh, some dribbles. He won, I think, in the last game, uh, three, out of th- three out of the three dribbles he made. So, you know, he's, he's improving for sure. It's just he has to uh, start finishing soon, I hope, those, those close chances. Yeah, and it's like I, I've actually watched a couple of the Parma games lately just because of Mihaila and Man. Otherwise, I wouldn't be watching them. <laughs> but um, I feel I feel like Mihaila tries so hard compared to the other players on his team. Like he runs after everything, tries to dribble past defenders, and they don't have that. They don't have that in anyone else. But maybe Man now, uh, Kamora maybe, or how do you say his name? I don't know. But they're they're not they're not trying. Like it feels like they're just there to play maybe try to get a draw try to just they're not trying to stay in Serie A and besides Mihaila from what I'm seeing so that's really positive on in terms of our national team that he's progressing and hopefully he gets more starts I was surprised he didn't play yesterday I mean he didn't start yesterday Mm -hmm. so that was interesting there's these guys that I don't know if you guys heard of these guys they're called uh, uh they have a YouTube channel called Papyrus Ultra you heard them? Um, no, I'm not sure. They live stream every single Parma game. It's like three guys, three Italian mm-hmm. guys from Parma. And literally one, one guy is so up on Mihaila 
that he's just like Mihaila, Mihaila every time. Like he wants to see him all the time. So when he doesn't start, they're like, "What's, what's this coach the Diversa doing? No, he's crazy." Okay. Yeah. Like why? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. The other, literally, his last few games are like a goal against Roma, a goal against Fiorentina, an assist against Fiorentina, a penalty one against Udinese, a goal against Lazio, which was a little before that. But he's only had five starts, and he's done all this. You know, like come mm-hmm. on, why? Why didn't he start in the last game and they lost again? Why? There's yeah, no- and if you if you look at their chat, like because they have a chat obviously on YouTube. I don't know if they do Twitch too. But it's like half of the half of the people that watch the games have like a thousand. They average about a thousand. Half of them are Romanians. They're like, why isn't Mihaila playing? Why is it? <laughs> so like they obviously know like like something is weird going on there. Like I don't know what the coach is trying to like change up the lineup every single game. But I think the weirdness derives from him being a complete idiot. But that's just my opinion. Um. <laughs> I don't think he's very smart, you know, because the fact is they won when he wasn't even on the bench and both of them started. The oh, against Roma. Both of them started, yeah. That was the only time. It's the only time they won all year. And that was the assist man to Mihaila, so and, <laughs> that should well, tell you something. Like Why? Like, what? in what world does the coach see that and next game they don't start to get, like, what – you know, unless he was in, I don't see that being the case. He played, so I don't think he was really injured. You know, it's just frustrating. Like, what kind of point is this coach trying to make? And why are you so gutless to, as soon as you score one goal, you try to just defend? But that's, you remember when idiotic? Remember when Dennis Mann came onto the team? Uh, like one of his first comments, the coach's comments was, um, "I I asked for more experienced players or something like that." I'm yeah. like, dude, they just spent like 12 million euros to get this guy, <laughs> like the owner, yeah. and the and coach is already proving, like not happy with it. He's proving that idiot wrong too. And now he's what sour, so he's benching him. I don't get it. What's the reason? It's it's just there's no logic. Like if the guy isn't fired, like I don't know why he's still there. Mm-hmm. It's like I swear we have the worst luck. It's always a coach or someone that has to screw us and you know, I, I don't know. We just never have luck with anything. I don't think it's just us. I think, like, other countries, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Serbia, like, they sell players and some of them never make it. Uh, it just we don't sell that many players abroad. So the ones that yeah, we, we do make it, we just many. focus on them. Yeah, but it always seems, seems to happen to our best ones that something goes wrong. You know, like, Radu doesn't play for Romania, the one guy who's, you know, Kirikesh is always injured. Andon is always injured. You know, Man and Mihaila aren't getting picked as much as they should. Uh, Marin was misused at Yayax, but finally he's recovered. I don't know. Do you not also think it's like the analyst's fault, the Romanian, like Romanian analysts, and maybe uh, like yeah. Romanian fans too? They like knock their players down so much every single game. I, I agree. It doesn't help to do that. And and it, you reminded me of something uh, like a few years ago, like 2013 or 14. I think we lost to Germany under 21. 8-1 or something like that. Something very embarrassing and the press just destroyed them. And, you know, like we came back a few years later and we're stronger, you know, like I don't, I just feel like you can't just destroy all the young players every time, you know, like it's, it's not a good, it's not a good uh, idea. You either hype them too much or you destroy them. Um, yeah. That's it's, it's sticking to Mihaila Aman. 
Did you see Paul Kodra's comments this week? Oh, yeah. And how it was, like, publicized everywhere? Like, I, I didn't agree with that. Like, he's comparing it to Holland and saying Holland's 70 billion if they're worth 20 million, which is stupid because they paid 12 million, which isn't that much less than 20, especially when they're actually doing well now. And said, yeah. yeah, so why is 20 so crazy in today's market when they're doing well? Mm-hmm. You know, for a crap team. Yeah. Like, what? That's why I think it's like mostly like our fault too. Like Romanians that like we criticize players that are even doing well. Yeah, like not, how can you like do that? It's not like someone said fifty million. It's twenty million. Yeah, it's not I, like Bekali put a clause on Mihaila. This was yeah, like a, a third party that's not Romanian valuating him that high. <laughs> yeah, like if I was Mihaila and I saw Kodra's comments, I'd just be like pissed off. I don't know, like. Why are you even talking about me? I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing better than any Romanian has uh, at my age, at this level, probably at, like since Mutu. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop talking about stupid things and let it ha- let it happen. You know, uh, it's very frustrating. You're right. I think that's part of it too. Is our our mentality towards these young players, like. I don't even read I, I don't know I'm talking too much Horia maybe you can jump in too but I look at like the not DG Sport but uh, uh, Joseph uh, or like like all these like um, articles that they write weekly and then all the top comments are like oh Haji doesn't deserve to be on the national team because of his dad or this player doesn't deserve it or this player and like literally they're all negative all the time and I'm just like but, but then they're pissed off when we don't qualify right so what, what is it? Do they expect or do they not expect? Like, what's the? It doesn't make any sense. Haji is a man of extremes when it comes to our fan base because he's either hyped up a lot, but he's also like, I think, out of the, out of the young players in our country, he's like the most hated out of everyone just because of his dad, because everyone expects him to be like, to be like, like the press, like the press hypes him up a lot. And the people like destroy him, because, like, because I always when I even when I ask friends of mine and they they always tell me like that the press hypes him up too much, and then they just they do they say that he's not good and that he's not good at all and stuff like that. There's no in between for Haji. You just need to accept that Haji is a, is a. He's just another player. Like, stop treating him. Yeah, he's a he's an adequate player. There've been better. There've been worse. Like. Come on. Yeah, people saying he's garbage don't watch football, and people who saying he's like a god or world class, no, no one should be saying that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a good player. That's it. Just let him keep growing. You know. Yeah, he's like twenty-two. Trying to what, destroy what to sensationally, like. Yeah, looking at the squad, he's like at the best club out of everyone. Like him and Sancho, I think. He's literally, yeah, he made the EL knockouts, and he had contributed to that. He was the only one who's who assisted. Against Lavia, you know, Goldson scored a tap-in from his pass. We're not even going to count that, you know. Mm-hmm. he He's assisted them in the league like 12 times. Yeah, he's got like six Rangers. goals. How yeah. come he didn't play against Lavia in the second leg? I was so mad about that. I watched that game. And yeah. I was just like, what is going on? They, uh, I forgot their players' names, but they, they put this one guy in. He, uh, they got subbed out in the 50-something minute for this other guy, Roof or whatever. <laughs> He got a red card right away, and I'm like, why isn't Haji on the pitch right now? I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a really weird one by Gerard. I don't know the reason why. I really don't get it. 
Yeah, maybe he Especially thought he the was, guy got he you. Thought he was gonna help stunt you. <laughs> oh. no, I'm just kidding. But he, there was some article they wrote in Scotland about. Oh, uh, Haji congratulated Stancho on social media. What do you guys make of this? I don't think mm-hmm. it has anything to do with that, but it's just stupid that they're talking about that. That sounds like an article that would be written in, in Sports Punk Raw or something. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like an article that would be comment- commented on by old people saying that Haji likes mentality. <laughs> I mean, if anything, for a kid dealing with the pressure he's been under, I think he has a pretty good mentality and he works hard out here. In training, yeah. he's always the first one and last one. That's what I hear in, the, in Scotland. He's one of the hardest workers. He's just a little slow. You know, he's not the fastest player. That's all. I mean, he could improve in winning duels and, and getting quicker. But in terms of talent on the ball, vision, he's got that. Yeah, I think the only thing he lacks is speed. Other than that, I think he's, he's going to be a good player for us going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he, you know, you can train for that, too. You just, you know, put on those vests and, and <laughs> you can train that. It's yeah, crazy. I think that's, yeah. like, our biggest problem, just, like, our fans and, like, all these, like, specialists. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, three or four channels just dedicated to, like, talking about soccer every single day. And, like, either they're, like, really positive after a win or, like, really, really negative after a loss. And... We yeah. need to, like, that's what we need to change. But what I like is that what, remember Radway said after everybody was criticizing him? He said something like, oh, you, you fans are always, uh, or the press even, are always uh, getting angry uh, that we're not good enough or whatever. But then, what did he say exactly? I can't remember. It was like what I was saying earlier. Uh, you know, you have all these expectations and then you're getting angry. You know, but that that we're that we're that we're crap. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it the right way. He was he the way he put it was perfect. Um, I wish I could remember exactly how he said it. But it was basically pointing out the hypocrisy of like, uh, like you have all these expectations, but I can't I can't even phrase it right now. I can't. I'm not sure why. Uh, but you guys get? Do you guys get what I'm trying to say? No. <laughs> Damn it! I don't know why I'm 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 kind of brain farting right now. I can't phrase this properly. But anyways, he was just kind of pointing out the hypocrisy of, of the fans and the press. Um, you know, being I mean, extremely negative. I guess I, I could see it. Like we, they have really high expectations. Like we should qualify for every Euro, every World Cup. Yeah, that's what it is. If you look yeah. if you look at our UEFA coefficient, we're like 27, 26th in Europe for league wise. Uh, our attendance are, before COVID was like disastrous. Like the change, that's why I can't. I can watch the Romanian league this year, but I can't watch the Premier League. Even even though COVID happened, our attendance hasn't changed much. So it's like there's not much of a difference. But like watching the Premier League without fans is like, oh, I can't watch this. <laughs> but well, I don't know. It's we shouldn't be. We have clubs though that have fans. It's just there. A lot of them are destroyed right now because of the stupid clones and whatnot and they're all in the lower divisions so uh, and they're fighting and all that uh, it's not just that but I'm saying like if you look at Craiova they have very passionate fan base if you look at uh, Fece Sebe uh, Dinamo well not <laughs> Timisoara well Fece Sebe is split a bit but they used to have some very good choreos and, and a lot of fans uh, Dinamo even 
Timisoara has very passionate fans. Petrolul, but these a lot of these teams are right now in a, in a weird situation. So I don't know. I, I hope it's going to change in the future because we shouldn't be having empty stadiums like in Voluntad or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. It's not only small teams. Like even Chefere doesn't have as many. You know, they don't fill stadiums. But uh, anyways, um, yeah. Like what I was trying to say about Oredoe is that he was saying the press and the fans. You guys hype the players so much. You know, you guys have all these high expectations that we should be winning every game. But then you say we're completely crap and all this other stuff and that we're not this and that. So which is it, right? <laughs> you have to find a medium. You know, you can't just say, oh, one day it's like this, one day it's really like Yeah, but, you know, we are, we are a nation of extremes. So yeah. finding a balance between too harsh and too soft, it's, it's going to be difficult, I think. But yeah. maybe we we will will learn something from the previous uh, from the past where we, you know, where we, you know, bashed players and overhyped them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, yeah. Anyways, do do you see any any good club? Do you think this summer that will sign some of our players from? Uh, the after the euros and and the qualifiers do you think anybody can move to a good club this summer i hope chico do goes to seria because i heard of some interest from there for him like i don't know there's there's been there have been some rumors about him leaving Craiova for seria yeah maybe we'll yeah. see him maybe he'll get his move uh marine let's see what happens with him because i don't think He's staying at Cagliari if they get relegated. Actually, Marin, I heard uh, today, played very well. He was like mm-hmm. the best player on Cagliari. Yeah, he was. He was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch it, unfortunately, but mostly because, well, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he should he's... move somewhere better. Mm-hmm. I think he can play in Serie A for another club. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, I think we should wrap this up. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening. Panadata uh, Vitoire. This is Philippe. This is Soria. And this is Serge. And uh, see you guys soon. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a good week, guys. Yeah. Have, Bye. have a nice weekend. Bye-bye.